Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, world changers. Tonight is going to be another night reading scriptures. We're going to be talking about the last words of David, King David. We're going to be reading from some of his Psalms, and it is going to be awesome. I know we're going to have an awesome time of fellowship tonight. As always, I'm I'm live on TikTok as well, live on Podbean as well. Um, doing a live podcast as well. So welcome to everyone that's joining. Let's get into this. This is 2 Samuel chapter 22. Praise for God's deliverance. Verse 1. Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Then the Lord shook, excuse me, then the earth shook and trembled. Now remember, again, let me just stop here for a second. I'm not sure if you guys are catching this or not, but as always in the book of Psalms, when you're reading it, it is like Yeshua speaking first person, okay? Like he, uh, let me just back up here a little bit. The sorrows of Sheol, speaking of the grave, the tomb surrounded him. The snares of death confronted him. He says here, he called upon the Lord, cried out to his God, uh, and and uh, God heard his voice from his temple and, and um, heard his cries. And so the earth shook and trembled. Remember, it says in the Gospels that uh, the earth did shake when Yeshua was on the cross, right? When he breathed his last, the earth shook. There was an earthquake. It says here, the foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken because he was angry. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because he was angry. Hmm. And let me just say this now. Uh, you know what? I got to stop here. Sorry, guys, but I just got to stop here because we've dealt with this a few times before. And this is when Yeshua died. Now, depending on what gospel you read, I mean, because there are different accounts, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to try to bend and twist the scriptures to reconcile one with the other when it's not, when it's just take it for what it says. One gospel says the veil of the temple ripped before he died. The other one says it ripped when he died. Okay? Regardless of the fact, the earth shook, trembled. There was an earthquake. It says darkness came over the, you know, came upon the land, so to speak. And um, the, the veil of the temple ripped, torn from top to bottom. So it says here, because God was angry. And it makes me... It reminds me of uh, a certain, uh, I guess you would call it debate or, or discussion we had a few a few months ago, I believe it was, with somebody uh, that uh, said, you know, 
uh, in the typical modern Christian, you know, narrative of the veil of the Torah, Torah from top to bottom, you know, uh, because the death of Jesus made a way into the Holy of Holies. I'm telling you guys, let me tell you the truth. The more I read the scriptures, the more I understand what happened there, the more I say that it wasn't to let everybody in. Because first of all, nobody was allowed in the temple anyway, okay? And somebody might say, well, it was symbolic. But okay, I mean, spiritualize it if you want. Nobody was allowed in the temple anyway. The commoners just couldn't walk in anyway. I mean, if he really wanted, if God really wanted to say, hey, everybody can go can go into the Holy of Holies now, guess what should have happened? The walls should have come down in the temple. Why? Because the walls are the ones that held everybody out. It wasn't the veil that held everybody out of the Holy of Holies. It was the walls of the temple because the commoners could only go so far. And the priests were only the priests were allowed in the holy uh, holy of holies and, or the, the holy place as well. So um, it reminds me too, uh, and I have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, our our uh, brother Onia there um, several weeks ago, I believe it was, and he was sharing his uh, point of view on the tearing of the veil of the temple, and I I tend to agree with him. It wasn't. To let any to let everybody have free access into the Holy of Holies. That's not what it was. It was God's display of wrath showing people, I am not going to accept your sacrifices. I'm not going to accept your sacrifices. Uh, it was God's display of wrath, basically. Okay. Um, so I thought I'd just drop that in there. So, and again. I, for those of you who are listening to me, I highly recommend you step back. Let me just, let me just, before I read on here, I want to, I want to read this. I want to read several of the Psalms, but let me just say this. I know, I know quite well what I call the modern corrupt Christian narrative. Okay. I mean, I got born again in 1992. Dove right into the scriptures, dove right into church. I mean, every time the door was open, I was there. I got to the point where I was part of the uh, team of the church, leading worship and uh, planting churches and pastoring, helping to pastor churches and planting my own church and pastoring churches and evangelizing on the streets, in the parks, door to door, everywhere I could evangelizing using the modern day Christian gospel to make a not to make a long story short. The more I read a book called the Holy Bible, the more I read it, the more I realized that what we are taught in church is not correct. Going through it. And I I encourage you guys go through the scriptures and we are actually, we're doing that nightly daily here we're going through the scriptures but in case you can't join us and even if you are joining us go through the scriptures yourself and don't read the scriptures with the with the filter of modern the modern corrupt christian narrative read the scriptures as if you've never read them before 
Read the scriptures as if you've never read them before and study them, study them, go through the whole thing over and over and over and over again. I'm talking about the whole thing from Genesis to Revelation, the whole thing over and over and over and over again. That's what I've done. And the more that, honestly, the more that I've learned, the more that I've learned that what we hear in church in the modern corrupt Christian narrative is indeed corrupt, very very corrupt. And I I blame most, if not all, of the so the evils in the Western world upon the church. The church should be the salt. And instead it's not. Instead it's not. So I encourage you as we read the scriptures, as I share, as we talk in the live chat, step back. Okay? Reassess. We are supposed to go from faith to faith, from glory from glory to glory, from precept to precept, okay? Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in, in a certain doctrine. Grow, okay? And how do you grow? If you're an art, if you're like a paint, if you paint, if you um like an oil, let's say you're in oil paintings or pastels, or if you're an artist in that sense, what does an artist do? You know, paints a little bit, steps back, analyzes, assesses. The canvas and then goes back in and, and do, you know, does some more, steps back again, checks it out at different angles. I used to, I, I did a lot of music recording actually. In fact, you know, in the past, I've recorded a lot of music. And, um, you know, when you record, you record it and then you step back, you listen to it and you, and you reassess. But the thing is, Christians don't do that. They don't do that because they trust man more than they trust the scriptures. They trust what they hear in, in church, their favorite pastor, their favorite denomination, their favorite church, their favorite evangelists, more than they actually trust what, what God clearly says in the scriptures. I'll give you one example, just one. I mean, we, I mean, we can talk for, give you hundreds of examples, but let, let me just give you one example. For example, they say, well, you know, sin has to be covered by blood, and you have to the 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 animal sacrifices of the Torah is for is for to cover sin, and that's it. All sin is covered by the, by the blood. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lovers of God and lovers of Scripture, read this, read the Scriptures, and you'll find out that's just not the case. It's not there. It's not sure. Sometimes, in some occasions. A sacrifice like that would suffice, but in many times it does not because God rejects the sacrifices of the people time and time again because of their sin. If it covered their sin, it doesn't make any sense. If it covered their sin, why would he reject them? Why would he reject their sacrifices? Yes, Jamie says uh, there is a heavenly temple. Absolutely. The sanctuary is carefully patterned after it. Absolutely. Amen to that. When Moses saw the quote-unquote pattern of the heavenly tabernacle when he was up on Mount Sinai, uh, you know, he came down and his, his tabernacle um, and the temple, eventually the temple, was modeled after the original, after the one in heaven. So actually looking at it that way, like Moses' tabernacle or Solomon's temple would have been like a, um, what would you say, a, a um, not a clone. What's the word I'm looking for? 
I'm forgetting the word, the resemblance of, uh, of the, uh, of the original. Jamie says, I'm a paint, I'm a painter painting in a hospital right now. Uh, literally standing back to check my texture and I recorded two albums. Ah, awesome. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, let's continue with 2 Samuel chapter 22. Uh, so again, going back here to verse 8, the earth shook and trembled. I mean, this is a, a very, uh, I see a very clear picture here of what happened uh, when Yeshua was on the cross. Uh, the foundations of the earth quaked and were shaken because he, God, the Father, was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and, and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And we got the darkness spoken of here. He rode upon a cherub and flew and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. Now in the footnotes here where it says he was seen. In the footnotes, it says, um, in the Masoretic text, the Septuagint, in many Hebrew manuscripts, the Syriac, the Vulgate, says, flew, flew. In the Targum, uh, Targum spoke with power. So flew upon the wings of the wind. Verse 12, he made darkness canopies around him, dark waters and thick cl clouds of the skies. And let me just say this as well. If, I find it very amazing. He's like the calm in the midst of the storm. He's like the light in the midst of the darkness. It's like there's darkness all around him. This is not the first time it says in the Psalms that there's darkness all around the Lord, right? So if you're going through darkness right now, or, or, or even if you're not going through darkness and you're seeking God, yeah, well, maybe you might just have to go through some darkness to get there because darkness is all around him. Uh, we have a question here. Diana says, why would some people think that the seal of God is the Sabbath? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, um, I, I don't, I don't say that. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, I, I don't say that. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people put a, a lot of emphasis on the Sabbath, like, in many cases, too much. Uh, I kind of, you know, as you can see, I'm kind of intrepidly saying that because uh, I think it's very, very important. Actually, you know, it's 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 a very uh, it's a very important uh, uh, command to uh, to follow. It's definitely, um, and this is probably what they where they get this from is you know, it's like uh, the the uh, Shabbat was given to the people of of God um, to separate you know, as a mark of separating them. Although I don't, I do not believe that that was, that is actually the mark spoken of, let's say, for example, in Ezekiel chapter nine or the seal of God upon the forehead spoken of in the book of revelation. I do not believe that. Although, uh, the Shabbat is like, it, it is like a, a mark in a sense. Um, but also love is also a mark as well, right? Like Yeshua said, uh, this is how the world will know you are my disciples, that you love one another. So that's another mark as well. Actually, that's a more important mark, is it not? Yeah, Jamie says, uh, this, is the, this is the truth. He, uh, he, that is God, rejects their sacrifices because they aren't repentant. Absolutely, yes. And they, they bring the sacrifices uh, without repentance, and that's, that's a, that's a no-no. Someone here, Jake says, do scream voice impersonation? Do scream voice impersonation. Um, I'm not really here to scream right now, uh, Jake. 
Ezekiel 20, verse 12 says, uh, the great deception says it is a mark. Okay. Uh, since we're on the topic here, just before we go on, let's, let's go over there and check it out. Ezekiel 20, excuse me here, because this is not really on the schedule, but we'll pull it up anyway. Ezekiel 20, uh, pulling up. For those of you who are on YouTube right now, uh, or I should say TikTok, I am sharing my screen on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm reading, um, just go over to YouTube, look me up over there. Uh, Ezekiel 20, verse 12. Also, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them, so that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, thank you for sharing that, The Great Deception. That that could be one of the uh, passages that they rely on there to to say what to say that. Okay, let's continue with Second Samuel chapter twenty two. Second Samuel chapter twenty two, um, verse thirteen. From the brightness before him, coals of fire were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven. And the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and, and scattered them, lightning bolts, and vanquished them. The channels of the sea, the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. From those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They comfort, they confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not really departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and his stats. And as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before him and I kept myself from iniquity. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my cleanness in his eyes. With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. Now, again, let me just stop here for a second. This is very, very much, um, I believe, one of the one of the roots, at least, of Yeshua's teaching. You know, um, if you forgive, you will be forgiven. You know, uh, if you have mercy upon others, God will have mercy upon you. Continuing with verse 26, with a blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. But with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty that you may bring them down. Hmm. For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord 
shall enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and power. And he makes my way perfect. In the footnotes, it says, in some of the manuscripts, it says his. He makes his way perfect. Honestly, if I was translating, I think maybe I would put his in there. Um, but anyway, verse uh, verse 34, he makes my, probably his as well, feet like a, the feet of the deer. Let me see here. Um, yes, it says his too here. So it makes my or his feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me a shield of, of salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. Wow, isn't that awesome? Your gentleness has made me great. Verse 37, you enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. I have destroyed them and wounded them so that they they could not rise. They under my feet. For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those that those who rose against me. You, you have also given me the necks of my enemies so that I destroyed those who hated me. <laughs> no mercy for those, uh, for the enemies, isn't it? Is it? Verse 40, uh, 42. They looked, but there was none to save, even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trod them like dirt in the streets, and I spread them out. You have also delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of the nations. In, this, in the original would be Gentiles. A people I have not known shall serve me. The foreigners submit to me. Again, speaking of the Gentiles, obviously. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Okay, it's not just believing, folks. It's not just believing. Now, think about this for a moment. This is talking about the Gentiles getting saved. Right? And to many, to many Christians, they would say this, this is talking about the age of the Gentiles, when the Gentiles are coming into the kingdom, right? Not that Gentiles never did before Yeshua, but you know what I mean. It says here, the foreigners submit to me as soon as they hear they obey me the foreigners fade away and they come frightened from their hideouts the lord lives blessed be my rock let god be exalted the rock of my salvation it is god who avenges me 
and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violence man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles. And sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king. And he shows mercy to his anointed. Now, in Again, if this was, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, actually, before I say it, I just want to double check it. This is uh, 2 Samuel twenty two fifty one in the Hebrew. Um, in the interlinear. Yeah, Mashiach, Messiah, Christ, basically, uh, in, in, the, in the Greek. Um, Messiah in the Greek is Christ. Uh, so what is, where it says here, his anointed, it means to Christ or his Messiah. So again, uh, reading verse 51, he is the tower of salvation to his king and shows mercy to his Christ or to his Messiah, his Mashiach. To David and his descendants forevermore. Second Samuel chapter 23. Now these are the last words of David. Thus says David the son of Jesse, Yeshe. Thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed, again probably says in, in the original the Mashiach, the Christ, the anointed of God, of the God of Jacob. And the sweet psalmist of Israel. Now, you know what? Just before I go, because I know somebody might say, well, how do you know? How dare you say that? The Christ. Uh, well, let's, ch let's check it out. This is 2 Samuel 23, verse 1. 2 Samuel 23, verse 1. In the interlinear. And yes, it does say, Mashiach, Messiah, Christ. In other words, So again, now these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Yeshay. Thus says the man raised up on high. Again, you can, you can say this is, you know, speaking of Yeshua too. If she, you know, Yeshua being the son of David would be uh, a, re a reflection of David. The anointed, the Messiah of the God, of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me. See, like, the Messiah can do this quite confidently, can't he? The Messiah can say, the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me quite confidently. He's the Messiah. We have a lot of people speaking like this today. And let me just ask a question for those people who are what I would call Paulians. How many times did Paul say this? How many times did Paul say the Spirit of the Lord spoke, spoke by me? And don't say, don't quote me 2 Timothy. Well, Paul says all scripture is given by inspiration of God, yada, yada, yada. Because Paul was not talking about his letter there. He was talking about the things that were considered to be scripture in his day, not his letters. In fact, in 
First Corinthians, I believe it's verse, uh, chapter seven. He said, uh, he says, I think I have the spirit of God. I think I do. Nevertheless, the Messiah ha can have the authority and the confidence to say, the spirit of the Lord spoke by me and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, you know what? Let me just back up again because I got to say this. This is on my mind. The anointed, the Messiah, the Christ can say this. The anointed of God can say this. Remember, the, the word Christ means anointed. The word Messiah means anointed. How many people are running around today saying that they are, they are anointed? How many people are running around today? How many preachers are running around today saying that they're anointed? Didn't Yeshua say that many will come saying that they are anointed, Christ? In the last days, many will come saying that they are Christ. They are the Christ, or they are, they are like Christ, the anointed, the Messiah. Now, of course, people who say that they're anointed, they don't say they're the Messiah. They don't say they're the Christ, at least for the most part, they don't. But they kind of are because the word anointed means Messiah. The word anointed and Messiah, the words anointed, Messiah, and Christ are synonymous. Just a little thought. Because a lot of these people who call themselves anointed, they, they claim to be, uh, to be mouthpieces for the Spirit of God. They claim to have the ability to to prophesy. And you know, people, there are some people who can prophesy today, legitimately. Very few and very far between and very rare, but there are some people like that. But even then, um, you know, there's a difference between those who prophesy and those who say that they are anointed. Those who say that they are Messiah, basically, or Christ, more or less. It's one thing to be flowing into the in the gifts of uh, in the gift of prophecy. It's another thing to actually claim to be anointed. Second Samuel twenty three verse three, and the God the God of Israel said the the rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of, and he shall be like. The light of the morning when rises, a morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing out of the by clear shining after the rain. Although my house is not so with God, yet he has made me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. For this is all my salvation and all my desire. Will he not make it increase? But the sons of rebellion shall be as thorns thrust away. Now again, this, is, this could be where Yeshua got his parable of the wheat and the tares. Right? The sons of rebellion or the sons of the devil will be like thorns or weeds, tares thrust away because they cannot be taken with hands. But the man who touches them must be armed with iron and a shaft of spear, and they 
shall be utterly burned in fi- with fire in their place. Hmm. Wow. Moving on. David's mighty men. Verse 8. These are the names of the mighty men of whom David had. <laughs> this is quite the lit in the name here. Yasha Yashab, Yoshab, Yoshebashabet, Yoshebashabet, the Tachmonite, chief among the captains. He was called Adino, the Esna, because he had killed 800 men at time. After him was Eliezer. Again, Eliezer is the Hebrew form of Lazarus, by the way, the son of Dodo. Dodo in the footnotes, uh, Dodai in in First uh, Chronicles twenty seven four. Okay, again we have the same person, different spelling of the name, different pronunciation, but it's the same name basically. One of the three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. And the men of Israel had retreated. He arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to plunder. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agitha Hararite, the Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. But he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Then three of the thirty chief men went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam, or Adullam. And the troop of the Philistine of Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, Oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in uh, in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. Now Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of another three. He lifted his spear against 300 men, killed them, and won a name among these. He was not, was he not the most honored of three? Therefore, he became their captain. However, he did not attain to the first three. Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada the son of a valiant man of Kabziel, who had done many, deed, many deeds. He had killed two lion-like he- Moab, 
he also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. And he killed an Egyptian, a spectacular man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, so he went down to him with a, with a staff, wrested the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with his own spear. These things Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, did, and won a name among three mighty men. He was more honored than the thirty, but he did not attain to the first three, and David appointed him over his guard. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah, the Haradite, Alika, the, Her- the Haradite, Helez, the Paltite, Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Ke- Tekoite, Abiezer, the Anath- Anathothite, Mebu- Mebunai, the Hushathite, Zamon, the Ahohite, Marari, the Natafathite, Haleb, the son of Baana, the Natoth, Itai, the son of Ribai, from Gibeah of the children of Benjamin, Benaiah, a Pirithonite, Hidai, from the brooks of Gaash, Abi Abon, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Barhumite, Eliaba, the the Shaalbanite, of the sons of Yashain, Jonathan, Shammah, the Harathite, Ahiam, the son of Sharar, the Hararite, Eliphalet, the son of Ahashbai, the son of the Maakathite, Eliam, the son of Ahithophel, the Gilonite, Hezrai, the Carmelite, Paarai, the Arbite, Igal, the son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani, the Gadite, or Gadite, Zalek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Beerothite, armor bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Garab, the Ithrite, and Uriah, Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all. 37 in all. Uh, let's take a second here and see what we got going on here. Okay, Jamie, I will answer that question. You, got, you asked, a, actually, this is kind of like a off the, off the topic question. I will answer that question after I read the Psalms. Okay, so let's begin with the Psalms, Psalm 57. Psalm 57, prayer for safety from, en- from enemies to the chief musician set to do not destroy. A meek Tom of David when he from Saul into the cave. Uh, set to do not destroy in the footnotes is all Tashkate. Verse 1, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these 
calamities have passed by. I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows and their sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above, above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. Selah. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awake dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Next psalm is Psalm 95. Very powerful psalm. Okay, Psalm 95, a call to worship and obedience. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hill are his also. The sea is, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work. For 40 years I was grieved with that generation and said, it is a people who go astray in their hearts, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go to Psalm 97. I'm going to read a few more Psalms. Hannah is going to play after that for a few minutes, and I'll come back and answer your questions. And respond to your comments. A song of praise to the sovereign Lord. This is song or Psalm 97. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him. Again, we have this. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up 
his enemies round about. And you see, let me just say that, yes, God is love, but God is also a consuming fire. Just because it says God is love, does that mean he loves everybody? Just because it says he's a consumer, consuming fire, does that mean he, he burns everybody up? Just a thought-provoking, just a thought-provoker, that's all. Verse 4, his lightnings light the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. You know, this makes me, this makes me want to ask another question. How many of us have actually felt, or let me just say, this, how many of us have actually experienced the presence of God? It's got to make you wonder, like when, when someone would feel the presence of God, perhaps it's just an aroma of the aroma of the aroma of the coffee, of the, of the main, of the main, you know, the main meal, so to speak. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. I think about a um, volcano. I think about a lava. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. Let all be put to shame who serve carved images, boast of idols. Worship him, O you, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad. The daughters of Judah rejoice because, your, because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, Lord, are high most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. <laughs> pretty clear there, pretty clear. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Psalm 98. A song of praise to the Lord for his salvation and judgment. Verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation. His righteousness ha he has revealed in the sight of all the, the Gentiles. Gentiles. Usually when you see the word nations, by the way, it's talking about G Gentiles or the Hebrew goy or goyim. Verse 3. has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm. With trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. The world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. 
For he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity, uprightness. Psalm 99. Praise to the Lord for his holiness. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He dwells in the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. Moved in the footnotes, shaken. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. In the footnotes, it is holy. The king's strength also loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests, and Samuel was among those who called upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them in a cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance he gave them. The ordinance, in the footnotes, the statute, again, this is the law, this is the Torah. So they kept it. They kept the Torah. They kept the ordinances and the, the testimonies of the Torah. Again, testimonies, again, in the Hebrew, is referring to the testimony of the Lord that we read of through the law of God. You answered them. You answered them, O Lord our God. You were to them God who forgives. Though you took vengeance on their deeds, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Hannah's going to play for a few minutes here. I'll be back to answer your questions and respond to your comments. Here we go. Yes, holy, 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 says the great deception. Amen.
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Hannah. Awesome. Uh, awesome playing there. Awesome. Uh, so we got Tara Thomasy join, joined us, uh, says Shalom family. Bless y'all. Shalom. Welcome. Welcome. Tammy says Shalom all found you through Dr. S uh, Jackson Snyder. Welcome. Welcome. Shalom and many blessings multiplied to you and to yours. By the way, um, Lord willing, this Saturday, this Saturday, um, at I think it's 1130 in the morning, I'm going to be speaking for Jackson Snyder on his channel. And then I'll be coming over here uh, on my channel at 2 p.m. Uh, to do the regular Shabbat um, service. Actually, I don't, might might not be regular because it's you know during Pesach, but it, it will be a, a Shabbat uh, fellowship as well here afterwards. So yes, yeah, speaking for Dr. Snyder on the 16th for his uh, Shabbat service is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Very honored to be um, to be invited there. Uh, so then we got uh, Davy says Shalom all, Shalom Davy. Good to see you. Okay, so answering. Um, Jamie asked the question. Jamie says you are throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I have no idea. Could you could you expound on what you mean by that, Jamie? And then I'll get to your next question. Yeah, the Great Deception says uh, it's kind of strange. The Christians, for the most part, do, don't keep the Sabbath. I, I, I there's this Christian that um uh, just heard this there the other I just heard this actually the other day there's this christian who was actually triggered at other christians keeping the sabbath especially saturday as as the sabbath and this particular christian said that the holy spirit spoke to him and said it's not the sabbath it's not saturday it's sunday <sighs> And you see, this is a this is the problem. When you got people who believe they hear from the Holy Spirit, that's clearly against the scriptures. And by the way, many times I'm I'm a, I'm 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 tempted to say more often than not, but it's many times. It could be more often than not when people claim to go by the Spirit of God or hear from the Spirit of God. It's like. It's against the scriptures. It's against the Torah. And so, yeah, um, what can you say? It, it's, you know, it's it's an issue of pride, right? It's an issue of pride because they can, they don't have the intellectual capacity uh, or the information to parse the uh, you know the uh, the scriptures properly. So they they have to go by what they feel or what they think that God is. Uh, saying to them. Uh, that reminds me, I think it was just last night I saw a TikTok of this lady. And, he's, and she said, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, you know, thus, thus, and thus, to do thus, thus, and thus. And then she said, you know, at the end of the video, she's like, well, if I'm wrong, you know, if it's wrong, or if I'm wrong, or, you know, I could be wrong kind of thing, I'm thinking, wait a second. It's either the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit really spoke to you as you claim, then how? Why would you say if I'm wrong? Why would you say, you know, um, I could be wrong, or if I'm wrong? 
If the Holy Spirit spoke to you, you should know that clearly. Shouldn't be guessing. Not a guessing game. I don't think Jamie asked, answered my question. If Jamie, if you're still there, if you can answer my question, we'll take this one step at a time. You said that I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater. What do you mean by that? If you can answer my question, I will answer your questions. Yeah, one John's Passover, uh, Pesach, April 15th, uh, sunset, the Pesach Seder begins complete before sunrise, uh, April 16th. Yes, it's, yes. Like I, as I said before, Lord willing, uh, this is the first time we'll be doing this live. I'll be doing this live. So um, Lord willing, uh, we'll, we'll do it to the best of our ability here. David Davy says Sunday is their Sabbath, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's how they view it. But the word Sabbath in itself, uh, it, it actually the word Sabbath in itself in 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 you know in the Hebrew, uh, it's it's very closely related to the word seventh, and that so it's like the seventh day. The Sabbath day is the seventh day, They're clear in the scriptures. So the the, uh, the Sabbath day is actually Saturday. Uh, I know they think it's Sunday, but it's not really Sunday. Um, if you know, like uh, in Hebrew, the 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 letter for B, Bet, is the same letter. It's the same Hebrew letter that's that they use to pronounce V, as in you know, as in victor or victory. Um, so the sab Sabbath is is it's very closely related to um, the English, or I should say, the English word seventh is very closely uh, related to the word uh, Sabbath. Davy says, don't be too hard on the Christian because or because without them, we wouldn't have any Bibles. Um, well, um, it, it depends on how far you want to. Yeah, I, I guess. How far do you want to go with that? I mean, because really, it's the Jewish people that that, uh, that gave us the Bibles, uh, the Jewish people are the ones who, uh, you know, it's the scriptures, the covenants, the word of God, the, the you know, all of that came, uh, the Messiah came through the Jewish people. And uh, if you want, I know you, you could argue, well, the Christians took that up and, you know, and, and distributed, distributed that throughout the Western world. Um, so, yeah, so what there are, I'm not saying that all Christians are, but, uh, you know, uh, those who know me know that I'm when I talk about Christians, I'm talking in a general sense, and especially against the corruption that we see in the church today. The Great Deception says, I'm not hard on them. I was like them. I try to show them. Very good. Yeah, I mean... I, I know I can be provocative, uh, but you know, I'm provocative. Uh, I want to, I want to provoke people to think, you know, to think instead of just believe everything they hear from the pulpit or from their favorite evangelist. I want to provoke them to read the Bible for themselves and to think for themselves. Vinny says, my Muslim mate told me, uh, that it's the first time Passover the first time the Passover and Ramadan line up, so things might get a bit interesting in Jerusalem next week. He said, "Wow, I, I did. I wasn't aware of that. Thank you for for pointing that out. Yeah, very interesting. I don't see anything here from Jamie. 
like I said, I'm not going to speak to the wall here. So if Jamie's still there, if, if he can answer my question, we can get on with the, we can uh, get on with the dialogue. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, one John, for for sharing that. I'm gonna, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go through that uh, when I get when I get time here. Definitely. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, one John says this is the calendar produced by that attorney. Uh, he sent out a comprehensive mail letter about it. I'll forward it to you. I think his reasoning is sound. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, Davy says Kodesh, Kadosh, excuse me, Kadosh, 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 holy, holy, holy. Yes, and uh, fire. Davy says, I hope one day I, I hope one day to one day play like this. I, 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 um, I assume, Davy, you're talking about Hannah. So you hope to play like Hannah one day. Tammy says, I will be there. That would be on the Shabbat I, uh, with uh, Dr. Snyder. Great. Okay, thank you for forwarding that to me, one John. Okay. Just checking to see what we have over here on the podcast. And a few people that joined us. All right. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, so I don't hear anything from Jamie. Seems like Jamie is either uh, very, very quiet and lurking in the background, either that or he just jumped on and, and uh, dropped a whole load on us and, and, and ran away. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, um, so if we don't hear anything from Jamie in the next uh, minute or so, uh, I will, I will uh, close, um, close that topic anyway. Psalm 94 says we need to thank the Jewish people, not the Christians. Well, you know, I know I hear what Davey's saying as well. I mean, it, it was it's both. But I mean, it originally came from the Jewish people, the Jewish people who uh, actually God chose the Jewish people to, um, you know, to be the prophets and the apostles and. Uh, and, uh, and to be the chosen people through which he uh, gave us his Messiah. But I hear what Davey's saying as well. Like uh, it was the Christians that maybe brought it over to, you know, especially to America or the West. Although somebody, you know, I can understand that somebody could argue that if it wasn't the Jew the Christians that did that, it would have been the Jewish people that did that anyway, which could very well be the case. So it's 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 an arguable an arguable uh um topic, that's for sure. Okay, so um, yeah, seems like Jamie is long gone. So you know that, or he's he's uh, he's very quiet. So that'll be it for tonight. Now uh, the outlook for the week. I will be um, in the next few days. I will be continuing to read and uh, um, uh, interact with you guys in the live chat. Uh, also, be talking about how to prepare as well for the, the Passover. Uh, and all that kind of thing, what it means, all that kind of stuff. I want to talk about that kind of stuff before it even happens. Um, so 
also one john you requested that we talk about the uh the gospels and the calendar and how that lines up with pesach and all that kind of thing as well sometime before that so i want to do that as well uh sometime a little bit later this week um friday um will be the passover seder lord willing Saturday will be, like I said, um, earlier Saturday, I will be on uh, Dr. Jackson Snyder's um, Sabbath um, fellowship. And right after that, uh, I will um, come to do our fellowship as we usually do at 2 2 p.m. Remember, next week, that's April the 22nd, Friday, April the 22nd, we'll have Onia back with us speaking about the uh, corruptions of the scripture. Corruptions of the scripture. Um, you now, again, talking about some of the corruptions of the manuscripts. Now, don't get me wrong when I say corruptions of the scripture, because when I say that, when we know what the corruptions are, then we know what the corruptions, what scriptures are not corrupted uh at least in that sense so uh, yeah uh, o'neill will be talking about that so if any of you guys know of any christian friends or even non-christian friends that'd be interested in talking about the uh the original manuscripts the hebrew and the greek manuscripts i'm not sure exactly what o'neill is preparing whether it is just from the tanakh or from the new testament whatever the case is we'll be talking about that kind of stuff However, for sure, one thing that we're it definitely is going to be very evident on the 22nd, that is that there, there are many corruptions. There were many, um, many scribes who have corrupted uh, different manuscripts. And so we'll be talking about uh, all the, the um, specifics about that. Yeshua HaMashiach on TikTok says, thank you for sharing the truth of what Scripture says. Yeah, it's not common out there. It's not common out here in California. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Yeshua HaMashiach. I appreciate you. And as always, I appreciate all of you guys. And Davey says about the, about the Bible, the Jewish people didn't translate it in, uh, to English. Yeah, like I said, this could be a debating topic of, you know, who definitely, I mean, the roots are, I mean, the Jewish people are the ones who, that's where, that's where it originated. So number one, thank them. Number one. Uh, on top of that, thank the other people who have um, enabled us to, 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 uh, to have it in our possession today, down the lines. 1 John 2.26 says, thanks again, Christopher. Shalom. Thank you again, brother. I appreciate you. The Great Deception says, thank you, brother. Much love to you all. As we seek the kingdom of Yahweh or Yahuwah with all our heart. Amen. Amen. Love you too, brother. Much blessings multiplied to you. Uh, Vinny says, thank you, Christopher. Many blessings to all. Shalom and also back to you, Vinny. Thank you very much, brother. It's it's always uh, it's always a pleasure seeing you. Okay, guys. Lord willing, tomorrow night, same time, same place, seven p.m. Eastern, and we will continue where we left off in in Second Samuel. Um, just double check here, give you a little bit of a preview what we're going to be reading. So. 
it will be Second Samuel 24 and First Chronicles as well. And this will be getting, dipping into the Psalms as well. So I'll see you guys then. Tomorrow night, 7, 7 p.m. Eastern. As always, you guys are awesome. Thank you for your fellowship. Thank you for your questions and your comments. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow evening. Amen. Amen. As always, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow.